Blog Good afternoon. Radio. Good afternoon. This is E.J. Musa with The Naked Truth. This is our uh, first test broadcast here, uh, the new year, and today we're going to be discussing nine farm payroll numbers that were released earlier this morning. And I have a good friend, Jonathan McGuire, who's going to be discussing it with me. So, Jonathan, are you there? Yeah, hey, EJ, how are you? Good, great to have you join me today. Um, perhaps you saw the non-farm payroll numbers this morning. Just for a, a brief recap, uh, they're released uh, the first Friday after the end of the month. And this month's number uh, came in below estimates of the analyst, uh 140,000. They were expecting uh, approximately 155,000, uh, but they continue to spin it as good news for the economy. And I'm just wanted to uh, put a little different light on it, if I may. Uh, last year, well, December 2011, the economy added 223,000 non-farm payroll jobs. Uh, this year, we added 140,000. That is a substantial drop. Another interesting feature is that. Um, for the year, 2011, we added 1.41% job in the non-farm payroll category. And for the year ending December 2012, we ended up with 1.39% uh, more additional jobs. So how do you feel about those numbers, Jonathan? Do you feel there are uh, signs of an improving economy, or how would you characterize it? I guess one of the things that I'm still kind of curious about, and you know, I know that you look at this a lot more than I do, is is what exactly does non-farm payroll mean, especially when it's seasonably, you know, seasonally adjusted numbers? Um, I, I I keep having a hard time figuring out exactly what that means. Um, if, if you're seasonally adjusted, does that usually make it higher or lower during the winter or the summer? Are they boosting it, or kind of what does that mean during the winter months? Well, Jonathan, that's a really good question, and I'm afraid that I won't be able to answer that one for you because I know that with the non-farm payroll, usually farm uh, has very large seasonal variations, which I can understand why they do the seasonal adjustments there. Uh, with the non-farm payroll numbers here, uh, this is all private sector, and as I'm looking at this on an annualized basis versus the way they really choose to look at it, I kind of feel that we have taken out the seasonal variations in it, and we're more or less looking at apples to apples versus, uh, you know, apples to oranges. So I, mean, I will get an answer in, for you, though, next time we talk about that. It, You know, just from, from my perspective looking at it, um, the, the number is actually higher than what I thought. Maybe I'm a pessimist. But, you know, it's higher than what I thought, but as far as actually showing uh, sustainable growth, I don't see any way that 150,000 jobs or 140,000 jobs, you know, added uh, is anywhere near what kind of we need to be if, if we're actually on the road to recovery. I see this as either, you know, stagnation um, as far as we're not moving in one direction or the other, even a slight decline. Because I think the year-over-year -year numbers are slightly worse, right? Uh, the year-over-year -year numbers of job growth, we are slightly worse, worse, worse in percentages by 0.02%. And, um, you know, the, the really hard part for us is going forward, January 2012 and February 2012, we added 275,000 and 259,000 jobs respectively. And there's no indication whatsoever that we're going to even be close to those numbers. What, 
What do you think, and, and, and we've talked about this before, but what do you think is the main contributing factor towards job growth? Is it, uh, is it GDP? Is it corporate profits? Is it personal income spending or saving? or kind of What, in your mind, kind of correlates the best to job growth? Well, I think it's highly correlated to profit growth from corporations. And my research has shown, I've uh, gone back and uh, analyzed a lot of the uh, GDP data from the Bureau of Economic Analysis, and up until the beginning of 2012, uh, which the data was very high, highly correlated, you could get the corporate profits number from the from the GDP, and the correlation between year-over-year corporate profit growth uh, had a 0.91 correlation to job growth the following 12 months, basically saying that if the companies had a good year, then the following year they would be adding more heads uh, to their staff. And unfortunately, the GDP's uh, report on corporate profits has uh, suddenly began to yo-yo quarter to quarter uh, in a way that doesn't really correlate to other sources where I track profits from companies. They've gone uh, drastically up one quarter and down the other the next. And I think that may have something to do with... Uh, losses rolling forward from previous years uh, that have been accumulating, accumulated in addition to tax code changes, which have sort of thrown some accounting gimmicks into the reporting, which has made it more difficult to understand actually uh, where we are corporate profit-wise uh, with business. Uh, in addition, those corporate profits are not just corporations. Uh, the GDP, uh, as a reference point, uh, includes sole proprietorships, uh, small companies, uh, privately held companies in those numbers as well. So it's not just corporations, which is a lot of a lot of times many people in the media try to look at, you know, all oh, these corporations are making so much profit in this manner. Um, back to the employment numbers, just a couple of quick observations about those. For the year 2011, the United States added 153,000 jobs on average per month. And for 2012, the United States added 153,000 jobs on average per month. So that's effectively 24 straight months of really a very flat job growth. In addition to that, three of the last four months have been below the 153,000 average. December was 140. October of 2012 was 138. And September of uh 2012 was 148. So from where I'm sitting, I can see no signs of a improvement in these numbers. In fact, I, I'm seeing the opposite. So, so would you? Um, I know. In, I know in some stocks, you know, some people use a, a 30-day moving average or 60-day moving average or something else to, to kind of help them determine, hey, am I am I trending one way or the other? Should I buy or sell? If you look at the employment, would, would, would kind of that 12-month moving average or average across 12 months kind of be a good indicator as well because you're taking out the, you know, the different quarters and the, the, the up and downs of the year uh, that, that could occur. Um, you know, so it, it, I guess what you're saying is it's kind of your moving average is paying somewhere around 153,000 jobs. And if we're at or below that, there's – no indication whatsoever that we're, you know, ahead of the curve, so to speak. 
Well, I, I think that's correct. I think that, uh, um, for instance, we know with certainty that when January's job numbers are released uh, at the first week of February, that they will revise December up or down a certain level, and they'll also revise November up or down a certain percentage. So while we have people looking at this number that was released today and making judgments about the health of the economy, the very basic fact is we know that is not the number for jobs created in December. It's going to change because they're going to revise it. So my model where I do use 12 months uh, of data takes out some of the uh, static there. The rest of the year, 10 of those 12 months, are not likely to be revised in any great way. So I do think we kind of fool ourselves with some of the month-to-month uh, -month noise, as, as you're referring to. But, uh, how, big a, um, how big of an issue, because I, you know, I know for me, you, you follow this a lot closer than, than I do, but for me, I basically hear the first jobs number, and that kind of sticks in my mind. Uh, rarely do I ever hear the, the people on TV or radio talking about, oh, well, yeah, the jobs number was 150 or 153, you know, but it's been revised down to 142 or 135. I mean, you know, how many times do they revise it, and how often does it trend downward on the revisions, at least in the last, you know, 10, 12, you know, 18 months? Well, I, th I believe in this month they actually revised November up slightly, uh, which was a surprise to me because I thought the number was already slightly high uh, relative to uh, um, what I had been forecasting. Uh, but they will revise the numbers up or down. They don't have a very good track record. Most of uh, most of the misses have been revised, you know, downward uh, when they send out the corrected data. In addition, there will be uh, at some point during the year. You never know when it's going to be. Uh, the uh, uh, Bureau of Labor Statistics will come out to make a major giant revision to all of the data, and which will set all of us uh, scratching our heads and wondering where those jobs went or where they came from if they were added into the mix. But the, 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 the truth is that the most recent data that everybody is talking about today and scratching their heads over is, is somewhat unreliable. They expect people so, to be making business decisions off of that data. I mean, you know, I'm a I'm a business owner, and yeah, I got to say that I don't make, and, and maybe this is because I'm not a large corporation, but you know, I don't make any of my decisions based on what the jobs number are. Um, you know, I from a personal economy standpoint, I don't look at the jobs number and go, oh, we added five hundred thousand jobs this month. The economy is definitely turning around. Let's go out and spend a bunch of money, or let's hire some people ourselves. Um, you know, do, do you think that corporations are looking at jobs numbers, or is this just kind of a political ordeal? I think this is more of a feel-good uh, scenario where they're trying to convince us things are getting better, and that so uh, we will go out and spend money because pretty much everything the Federal Reserve has done up to this point has been to try to stimulate consumer spending, which Theoretically, it's going to cause companies to ramp up production and meet those uh, increased demands for goods and services. But the reality is businesses who run their business have to meet the objective of, of a profit on the bottom line. And businesses aren't in staying in business just to make the same amount of revenue or profit as they made the previous year. So they have to continue to grow those profits. And without that profit growth, 
they will right-size their businesses with headcount being one of the first things to go, research and expansion being the second and third things to go in order to make uh, the profit continue to increase because they are responsible to shareholders. They are responsible to stakeholders. They want to make sure that the people who own the company are pleased with their performance relative to their peers. And without the ability to grow profits, they're going to right-size the organization. Well, we're almost out of time here, Jonathan, so I'm going to uh, thank you for calling in, and uh, I will uh, look forward to speaking to you next time. just want to reiterate that uh, the non-farm payrolls job number was not very uh, positive from my perspective. We have not even seen the impacts of Obamacare or the extra taxes that will be coming out of paychecks in 2013 on the job numbers yet my anticipation that jobs will be uh, under great pressure during 2013 and that as the profit numbers continue to decline currently we are at 7.31% uh, year-over-year profit growth. Uh, a year ago we were at 26.82% as companies continue to uh, affect uh, change in their organizations to try to get that 7.31% year-over-year uh, profit number back up. Uh, jobs are going to be coming out of this U.S. economy. In addition, uh, my, research, my research shows that overall the corporate GDP profit number needs to be such that uh, above 7-8% for uh, a strong expansion in job hiring and below that the U.S. economy will shed jobs. So once again this is the first test broadcast of E.J. Moose's The Naked Truth and my guest today was Jonathan McGuire. I'd like to thank him for calling in, and we look forward to talking to you in the near future.